Hi everybody, the George Wilder. Hi everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. 
Harvey bearing down on the Texas coast, Category 4 storm. At the same time, we learned that the president was going to pardon former Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Did the president use Harvey for political cover? Let's discuss. In fact, let's debate. We have CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and Republican Arizona State Senator Steve Montenegro. Anna, what do you think? Was this playing politics? Even though we have a 24-hour news cycle now, you don't get the Friday pass the way you used to. But do you think the pardon was conveniently timed? Oh, of course it was conveniently timed. Listen, uh, first of all, that same day he did the he signed the ban on transgenders serving in the mm -hmm. military, which is incredibly offensive. That a guy who's been a continuous draft dodger would ban patriotic, qualified Americans willing to risk their lives from serving, something he was unwilling to do, <clears throat> something I was unwilling to do just because of their sexual identity. That is offensive. He does that earlier in the afternoon. Then he does the Arpaio pardon. And then we learn that Gorka left the White House. Of course, or was ushered out of the White House. That's not coincidence. That's him throwing a bone to his base first before announcing something that he knew his base would not like. And of course, using the context of the hurricane to distract us all. As one of his deputy homeland uh, advisors said yesterday on ABC, nobody's paying attention to our pile because there's a hurricane that right. we are living through. Well, he is damn wrong. There is a lot of people right. in this country, not only Latinos, who are incredibly offended by the pardoning of a man who is a racial profiler and a discriminatory racist. All right. Well, we're paying attention to all of it, obviously. And I believe we have a Latino who is not offended by the pardon in the form of lawmaker Montenegro. What do you think of the pardon of Arpaio? Well, thank you for having me this morning again. Um, listen, what's, what's on display here is just the blatant outrage uh, the hypocrisy from the left. I mean, when Barack Obama, when President Obama was pardoning uh, thugs and when he was pardoning someone like Oscar Lopez Rivera, who is a convicted, unrepented terrorist, where was the outrage there by the left? When he was uh, pardoning someone like Brand, uh, Brandon Manning, uh, someone Bradley that Manning. was giving away... Bradley Manning, excuse now me. Somebody that was giving away... Thank you. Someone that was giving away secrets that was compromising national security to our country, where was the outrage there? Well, what does that I mean, mean about, about the Arpaio pardon? You don't justify, you don't justify Arpaio by saying there are other pardons that we didn't like, that you didn't give as much attention. That's called whataboutism. No, but, Let's just stick what to I'm Arpaio. Saying, was it the of right course, move? But what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that there's hypocrisy. Look, pardons are something that the, the presidents in this country uh, have the power to do all the time. We're talking about a 75-year-old man here who has served his country since he was 18 years old, who, who the best the left can throw at him is a misdemeanor. And even then, the way the process was done, the, the way that the judicial system was used here was incorrect. How so? And, 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 and the, well, look, we have judges that should have recused themselves, judges that had complete bias in this case that shouldn't have been uh, adjudicating in this process. And then when it's time to actually go to trial, they, they set it up the Obama administration, the most political administration and judicial administration there has been, but it makes it so that he can't have a jury trial. Like I'm confident that if this would have gone to to, to appeal, he would have won this on appeal. But again, the, the hypocrisy of the left, and then they scream racism, because that's all the liberals 
and all the left has well, when but, it comes to right, well, running take, out of fat. Let's, let's take, let's take that plant, Anna, yes, because the reason that racism is being um, put into this mix is because that was what the pattern of discrimination disclosed. Uh, that's how Arpaio got in trouble, was because of what he was doing. So racism wasn't just injected into this. That was well, the premise the of his behavior. But Anna, go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, um, you know, those are nice talking points about the left, but I am not the left. I have been a Republican since I came to this country fleeing communism when I was eight years old and Ronald Reagan was president. John McCain, who has spoken strongly against the Arpaio pardon, is not the left. He is a national hero and was the Republican nominee. Your other senator, Jeff Flake, also a Republican from Arizona. People who know the facts and who've been on the ground are not the left. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who came out and spoke against this pardoning of Arpaio, is not the left. Congresswoman Ileana Ross Layton from Miami, a first Latina Republican elected to Congress who has been there for decades, is not the left. So this thing about the left and the talking points and the whataboutisms, they're a very nice, you know, crutch for you to use, and you're entitled to use it. And let me say this to you. There's going to be a lot of Latinos watching you and listening to you today who are going to say you're a self-loathing Latino who doesn't look at him, himself in the mirror. I'm going to tell them to stop, because the maturity of a community means that we can have diversity of opinion. And if that's a, your, your opinion, I differ from it, but I'm not going to call you out on it that way. Now, that look, being said, let me, let this is not about the that, left. Please. This is a please, judge, and this right. is a lot of Republicans who have spoken out against right, so, this. All right, so, Let's put the politics to the right. side. Well, but I hold, on, answer, hold on, hold on. You Chris, can answer, but let answer me, to this let me because frame directly, something else for this you. Directly went, this directly went to what, what I am trying to say, so let me right, respond to this. Anna, you, you, anybody can say that they're a Republican. Granted, you are a Republican, but you're also a liberal. And you can't run away from that. The reality is you're, you voted for Hillary Clinton. So let's be honest about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a narrative that tries to pin conservatives and right. Republicans as racist right, but here's the just thing. because we follow the here, rule of here's law. Here's the thing. Why, why, why am I a liberal? liberal? Because I stand up for my community. Why am I like a liberal? Because I want to defend the Dream Act kids. Why am I a liberal? Because I don't forget that I'm an immigrant and that I'm a Hispanic and that I have a Latin accent when I speak English Look. and I want to defend those who get racially no, profiled see, by people you, who discriminate at, against us? Why let's am look at I a the liberal? issues that actually because matter I, to If you want to use the Hispanic community, if you want to use the Hispanic community, I voted for Hillary Clinton let's... because I thought and I think that Donald Trump is unfit. Unfit as president, unfit as a candidate, and unfit as a Republican. And I was but a Republican see, when he was a Democrat. And you lean on the Hispanic community. If you want to talk, if we want to talk about the Hispanic community, well, I know. So am I. So let's talk. If you want to right. talk about what matters to the Hispanic community, right. what matters to the Hispanic community are jobs. Wait, the hold on a second. For our hold kids. On. Mr. Montenegro, this is what matters to the Hispanic community. Jobs yes, matter to every community. Raising wages That's would be correct. a panacea for many problems in this country. We're waiting to see how the president makes that happen. So that's one issue. But you have said nothing about the sum and substance of what got Arpaio in trouble. Do you think it's okay to look at someone like you and say, hmm, you look like you might be Latino. I think I'll Let's check see, to Chris, see if you're a legal okay. immigrant or not. So this, Are you okay this is, with look, that every practice? Story, every story needs a villain. And in this case, the media has made a villain. Talk but about the, reality the practice. Is, I am. Let, let me finish. Go ahead. The, the reality is that you have an 85-year-old man. Look, 33% of his employees were Hispanics. Five, out of five of his top deputies, three of them were Hispanic. 
He's got, he has a grandchild child that's Hispanic and another grandchild that he's back. This whole nonsense about racism is something that the left, that liberals well, use. Then what that was the practice about? can't respect the rule if of law. If you look folks, like an illegal, I'm going people, to check you for ID. Does, you see does that what I'm sound saying? good you? see you? what I'm saying? The, when the left, when liberals are, are out of talking points, when they are out of facts, <laughs> they Defend use racism. the practice. The reality, the You're reality not speaking is to the practice. You haven't said Again. a damn thing about the practice. Chris, the facts Chris, that were on the record. Address them. Not to mention that he was doing that's that. That's what I'm he trying to say. racially profiling Chris, way that's before what I'm he was 85 say. years Look, old. This is, this is, again, I answered that. You, what, what you said nothing what, about the practice itself. Nothing. You keep saying that it's being made an excuse by the left. Fine, if you want and to say that, but actually, justify the practice. So you don't think he did that? You don't, look, you don't think the facts the thing, on the record Here's are the reality. If you're an American that believes in the rule of law, the left screams racism. If you're an American that believes in capitalism and free market, markets, the left screams racism. If you are someone that believes in American exceptionalism, the left and liberals scream racism. Oh, because okay. we're, what, why? Because we're trying That's to fine. make sure we it's abide by the It's a fine political argument. Okay, All I'm saying is, hold on, Anna, we have to leave it. We have to leave it here. But I'm going to state the proposition to the audience just so that they can measure what they've seen. Either you think it's okay to look at somebody and say, you look like you may be an undocumented person, I think I'll check you, that's not, or that's you not the don't. Case. Those were the facts that's for the accusation. Right. That is, well, they can, that's, they can that's, Google those it themselves. That's how he got thrown those in contempt are, of court. Chris, those are never correct. For refusing that, to correct those practices. Those are accusations practices. made by liberals. And they the were media. made by These the justice system. Made by the media. They were made by the justice system. We got to leave it there. Very political justice system. All right, fine. By but it was the justice system. We have one for a reason. You are a broken yes, record. I, thank All right. you, Mr. Montenegro. Me. Thank you very. <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. a Tuesday radio interview on the Joe Pag show, Eric Trump hinted that his father may not be as mentally stable as Republicans like to think he is. According to Eric Trump, Donald has to filter out what news he pays attention to because otherwise he might actually end up committing suicide out of depression. Now here is Eric Trump's exact quote. Uh, I think you have to tune it out. You obviously have to be tuned into it, but at the same time, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. If they weren't talking about you, you wouldn't be doing something right. And it's important to keep in context. Otherwise, quite frankly, you'd probably end up killing yourself out of depression, but he's doing a great job. Obviously, Eric Trump is referring to his father and he's talking about the media's coverage of Donald Trump. So there's two separate issues to address here. One, 
If Eric Trump is being truthful and we can take him to mean that his father could possibly be tuning out negative coverage because he might be suicidal, that is a very important issue that we need to take very seriously. You don't make accusations like that or uh, inferences like that, implications, you don't imply that about a sitting president of the United States without the people of the United States becoming slightly concerned about it. Yes, Eric Trump was talking about his father in that clip. Yes, he was talking about the press coverage of his father that is overwhelmingly negative. And then he mentions that anyone going through that, anyone might commit suicide out of depression. These are the kind of accusations from within inside the family itself that we need to take very seriously because if Trump is not mentally fit enough to serve as president of the United States, then he needs to go. Furthermore, as I've said countless times, the Trump family needs to stop complaining about the media and perhaps look at themselves and wonder why everybody always says such mean, nasty, hurtful things about them. It's not because they're out to get them. It's because it's the truth. When we see Donald Trump's callous response and complete lack of empathy towards Hurricane Harvey victims, yeah, we're going to talk about it and it's not going to be flattering for the president. When he comes out and defends neo-Nazis, yeah, we're going to be hard on him and it's not our fault. So stop blaming the media because your father is not mentally stable enough to understand that the reason the press talks bad about him is because he constantly does bad, heartless, horrible things. It's not us, it's him. You and your family, Eric, need to understand that. But more importantly, if you suspect that there is something wrong with your father's mental capacities and he might possibly consider suicide, you need to report that to the authorities because that is a very serious issue. Something that the country needs to be aware of. And if the sitting president is considering something like that or has joked about it or talked about it, That's the first sign that he needs to get. You are now listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. Folks, we are in some trying times. We are in some dark times. We must fight for an America without hate. We must fight for an America without bigotry. We must fight for an America without racism. We must fight for our rights. We must fight to continue to be Americans. Some of those rights are being threatened, taken away. But we have to get out here and fight the good fight. You know, and it has to be done, folks. It has to be in a non-violent way. We know how to do things non-violently. So let's go out and make our voices heard. Fighting non-violently. Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. 
Trump's self-serving, wasteful, exploitational, resource-draining, ill-conceived plan to travel to Texas in the middle of the nightmare there was beneath contempt. But the tone deafness, the disconnectedness, the cruelty, the inhumanity of Trump's response to the devastation in Houston and the entire area did not begin with this. Like the terror of the rising floodwaters themselves, it built silently but not slowly, fatally but not obviously, as all of us in this country hoped against hope that the next day would bring better news of disastrous prophecies unfulfilled and worst expectations ameliorated by good fortune. No. As first the wind and then the rain and then the floods tore into the fourth largest city in the nation, it became frighteningly and numbingly clear that the man occupying the office of President of the United States has no human empathy to give, no understanding of tragedy, no concern for the lives of anybody in this nation except those he knows personally, and probably not even all of those. This individual is not, by any understanding any of us have had, instinctually or by experience, a leader of a nation. This individual is not, by any understanding any of us have had, instinctually or by experience, capable of comfort, nor inspiration, nor solace. This individual is not, by any understanding any of us have had, instinctually or by experience, a human being. The utter blindness and deafness to human suffering he has now exhibited did not begin with these newest words and inactions. We first saw it pushing its way forward, indeed like a rising tide, on Friday night, headed to Camp David for a brief vacation to recover from his last vacation. He was asked, Mr. President, do you have a message for the people of Texas? Good luck to everybody, he said, pumping his fist like he was a fan at a football game. They're going to be safe. Good luck to everybody. Good luck. That nightfall came the directive to initiate banning the transgendered from the military, and then the Arpeo pardon, and only then the signing of a disaster proclamation. Saturday morning, a mindless retweet of the head of FEMA telling him to be safe, not even mustering the kind of throwaway line, that good luck to everybody, that he had mumbled the previous evening. And then the first true indicator of how little Donald Trump understood of the risks to Houston the calamity in Houston, the necessity for a president to speak with concern and empathy to the citizens of this country who are in harm's way. Trump's first tweet on Sunday morning, his first thought, an advertisement for a book by an Arpaio-like abuser of the law from Milwaukee, the infamous Sheriff Clark, a promotional tweet and then a Houston tweet, but not about the residents, just boasting about the government and the, quote, thousands rescued. Then a many people are now saying tweet, again, not about the victims, but about the, quote, great talent on the ground, as if all this were a pitch to sell enrollments in Texas at Trump University. Then a tweet about his plans to go to Houston, not the community, not the victims, him, his plans. And then... And his mind wanders off. I will also be going to a wonderful state, Missouri, that I won by a lot in 16, boasting again about the election. And then gibberish. Dems CM is opposed to big tax cuts. Republican will win S. And now back to Houston. Wow. Now experts are calling Harvey a once-in-500-year flood exclamation point. A wow and an exclamation point as if the magnitude of the disaster were something positive or something for which he deserved credit. 
And here, Donald Trump revealed that the destruction in Houston was just a temporary distraction from the distorted world that exists only in his own mind. 19 minutes after the crazy, wow, 500-year flood exclamation point tweet, with Mexico being one of the highest crime nations in the world, we must have the wall. Mexico will pay for it through reimbursement slash other. We're back to the wall. While a city is drowning, a city whose population is more than one-third Hispanic, whose population is more than one-quarter of Mexican heritage, he must go back to building a wall to keep people who look like them out of this country and to disparage the ancestral home of so many of the victims as, quote, one of the highest crime nations in the world. And seven minutes after that tweet, back to Houston? Hardly. A tweet about NAFTA and Mexico there. With highways so submerged in Houston that the overhead exit signs are nearly underwater, Trump is prioritizing NAFTA. On Monday morning, no new comment from Trump himself, merely retweets, starting with Houston, FEMA, prayers even? No. Starting with criticism of the Washington Post, and then criticism of Barack Obama, as if the flooding had ended overnight. It is difficult to recollect this now, but well into the year 2005, the presidency of George W. Bush was largely seen as a positive one. And then came Hurricane Katrina and an administration response that was little and late and which reeked of inadequacy and horrifically bad planning and echoed with heck of a job brownie and the head of Homeland Security mistakenly calling Louisiana a city and the sudden almost... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place. Join me.
Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash gwilder or, or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody.